So I'm going to start recording over here, Jojo. Which is our thing, you know. Recording is our thing. I don't know what, I don't care what other people say. You know. <laughs> recording is our thing. Recording is our thing. I like it. We could, yes. we could make it a slogan. Recording make, could, is our thing. We could make stickers out of it or something. Yes. Recording is our thing. Speaking of which, I've been thinking about um, updating our merch uh, thingy. Okay. People love stickers, too. Yeah, man. People love stickers. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, People I didn't like, either. You I got stickers like, and shit? They're like, oh, you want? I want stickers. I put them on my water bottle. And I'm like, do you ever wash your water bottle? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. Do you? Do you? <laughs> <laughs> This is Kicking and Streaming Podcast, a binge watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series, and stuff. Here are your hosts, Graham and Jocelyn. And hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Kicking and Streaming Podcast. My name is Graham. With me today, of course, is the very much absolutely fantastic Jojo, to whom I always say hello, Jojo. How do you? Jojo, as you know, we are doing fine. We're doing aight, 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 aight. We're ready to get started with this little podcast out here. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. yeah, a little podcast, yes. you know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. You either like it very much or don't like it much when you say law. You know? <laughs> At least that's the way it is for black people. You know? <laughs> oh, I like a little car. Oh, I like a little, you know. But if we don't like it too much, you're like, oh, what do you think about it? the hell you think you are with your little, you know. <laughs> did, you, did you know that? <laughs> I'm not sure that I consciously knew that. I think it was a subconscious thing, but I, I think, because <laughs> I've, I've had, like when I had my Fiat, I, I've I had some folks be like, oh, I like your little car. I was like, oh, thank car, you. Yeah. And I was like, now now I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah but if you get if you get to like get the hell out of here with your little car, you know, it's all in the tone. It has a <laughs> makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. So, so you you've been alright. I have. I have. Yeah, I man. had a uh, right. exciting trip to Costco to this morning. So. Yo, I heard all about it, yeah. man. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you. I ain't gonna tell you how, but I heard all about. <laughs> We had some commiserating and bonding on Twitter. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because I, I get those too, you know? I get uh, Oh, God. We, uh, we, when are we going to Costco? I'm we, like, we, we, are we? We need to make a Costco run. <laughs> what do you mean we? Yeah. <laughs> so we have to... When, when, did, when, did we, when did we become a we? <laughs> Dude, yeah. That's exactly how it goes for me. Like... You know, but better that than, oh, we're having dinner with the so-and-sos. I'm like, are we? Like, when did I sign up for this? Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, no, well, I didn't. Well, it's actually but... in this clause here, paragraph 92, <laughs> <laughs> appendix AC. <Yeah. laughs> I'm like, Lord, what is this about? Amendment 99. Yo. When? And the, the crazy thing is, like, when we when we signed up all these prenuptial thing, you know what I mean? I could easily argue in court that, you know, English is my second language. 
<laughs> and I didn't have a lawyer present. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm serious, but I could I could get away with that. Oh my god! You know? Yeah. I <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Uh, nobody offered me a lawyer and shit, so oh, I, I signed the whole Costco thing. In fact, at the time, I, I was, I'd never lived in the U.S., right? In the Dominican Republic, we don't have Costco. So I had no idea what the whole running to Costco was about. So, <laughs> you know, I, you know, I signed I, on something. I, I just, you know, I thought it was, I don't know, I don't know. In my defense, Your Honor, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. And there's actually probably not a judge in the land who would who would who would side with. <laughs> yeah, man. As long as you got hey. a male judge and he was married to a woman. <laughs> That's right, young man. <laughs> he would. He would I do <laughs> believe the Costco clause is a bit unclear. Now, if you and got based on that, if you got a woman judge and she was married to um, a man, yeah, you'd be you'd be sure. SOL, man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know that for a fact. So, like, <laughs> You know, let's crack on Jojo because this could be going. This could go on forever. This could go on forever, oh, and it could go south, really, land sideways pretty quickly. So you know, mad south, mad south. Yeah, <laughs> like I ain't even playing with you. Florida south. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ooh, oh, oh, that's oh no. Yeah, that's bad. No, that's bad, son. That's bad. Like, no offense to Florida. Yes, offense. <laughs> yeah, offense to Florida. I mean, yeah, offense I'm, I'm, to Florida. I mean, there's, I'm sure there's lovely people there, and they're probably all frantically shit. trying to get somewhere else. So, all my Haitian people are in Florida and shit, but still, and uh, yeah, I'm, the, I'm probably the only Haitian you'll never find in Florida. <laughs> shit, uh, I, I, I go to see Mickey every now and then, and, shit, and I get right the fuck out of there. I, I, Boom. I, I, I might be the only. Mostly poor white person that has never been to Florida. So, <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> You've never been to Florida? No, I've never been to Florida. Mate. So, oh, man. So. You missed out when, when, when we were supposed to go to, to Podfest. Yes, I missed out. I missed out. For the love of God, Judge, how dare you? <laughs> I cannot be the only half of this podcast that has been to Florida. And how I feel some type of way. <laughs> Fuck me, son. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. No, okay. Seriously, let's crack on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people are going to be like, what the fuck what is this podcast about? What's wrong with these people? How drunk are they? <laughs> All right. So today we are reviewing a new show on Amazon Prime Video, which is a remake, if you will, into a series of the... Penny Marshall, lovely, which by now is a classic movie, A League of Their Own. And I have to say, I've been excited since the moment I heard about this. And I was looking forward to it. I've been looking forward to it. I've watched the entire thing. And the verdict is, uh, all right. So let's see what you have to say, Jojo. What do you think about a league of their own on Amazon Prime this year. I think it's well, you know, we've got you know how I am with production values. There's lovely production values here. It's a very, very slick looking series. There are callbacks to the movie with a few a few scenes, but basically it's 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 really not 
the movie other than the title and the fact that it's about about baseball so and the time period it's set in of course but yeah it's 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 interesting it's 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 kind of sweet i think by the end of it it's kind of sweet but at the same time as we discussed before we started recording it was kind of a not quite sure why it needed to be made type thing yes yes i i think i think that's that's the feeling you're left with here is that well, first of all why did you have to call it a league of a league of their own if if you wanted to do something so different uh, you know, if the general idea is the only thing that there is about this show, then it needed it didn't need to be called a league of their own. That's 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 all I'm saying. And you know, we're going to to to, to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, uh, for the next few minutes, but before that, Jojo, I have to go back and ask you, uh, what did you watch uh, last week? So I I watched something. Rather horrible and disturbing, actually. I watched a true crime documentary called Abducted in Plain Sight. It's on Netflix. It's been out for a few years now. It was made in 2017 and Netflix picked it up in 2019. But it is about the story of a a young woman. Well, it's her, her whole life. But she, she was basically groomed from the time she was very, very young by a, a sexual predator, a pedophile. And her parents were also groomed at the same time into believing that this person was a, a good and, and decent person. And, you know, that was welcomed into the family unit very, very openly and, and was, was loving arms. And, you know, in return, he, he completely destroyed their daughter's life. And it's, it's wow. a... Very disturbing picture of, I think, of early 70s rural America and the kind of rural middle class, upper middle class America, the kind of, of naiveness that was going on. Because I think back then it was mostly like pedophiles were a stranger danger, you know, somebody's going to snatch your kid off the street type thing. Right, right, right. Or more horribly, but if it was in somebody's head as something that might happen, it was, you know, it was creepy uncle Bob, you know, that who right. wanted to, you know, like it was in, in the family, if you want to say yeah. like, and then I'm not saying that's right. I'm just saying that was more of the mindset. So to have somebody come yeah. into your family with the specific purpose of the whole reason he made friends with this family and he had a wife and children um, was to groom this little girl from the time she was, I believe seven until she was 16 to basically be his his plaything and it's 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 a really horrible horrible upsetting story i kind of recommend you watch it in in some ways especially if you have children because i think even today there may be some of that naiveness that thinks that just because somebody is in your group of friends or or your church group or your your community group or your neighbors or something like that. Well, I've known them for, for, you know, long and they've always been nice to me. You know, people like that are very, very good at hiding who they actually are. And, right. and that's, that's of course, not to say that you need to be suspicious of every single person in the entire world, but at the same time, it's just, there are things that should raise red flags after a while that, that just didn't with these folks. And, and some of that is, is, Again, the incredible naiveness of, of upper middle class America in the 70s. 
So the victim has gone on to be a published author and a successful actress, and uh, she fully cooperated with this documentary. Her parents fully doc- co- cooperated with the documentary, and I think that her sisters did too. And I think that that's really important to get such an intimate picture of of what happened and how it possibly could happen because it's the kind of thing where if you just hear the story just a few a few lines you're going to go what terrible parents you know like how could they possibly let this kind of thing happen but right. but the the person was such a master manipulator and so good at making them believe that he was a good person and everything he did was for the good of of everyone that it's just fascinating in a sort of sickening way. But I, I, I do think that if if you, especially if you're someone who has children, it's it would be an interesting watch because it's just the, the, the realization that, that people can become whatever they need to become if they really decide that that's what they want to do, that, that, that they've chosen your child as, as their target and the things that they can do to make that happen. So, um, it's, it's a kind of a fantastical story, but it's, it's all true and, and kind of, kind of horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a horrible story, Jojo. And it it is one that, you know, people course need to watch, but I know what these kind of stories do to me. Yes. So yeah, I'm not gonna be watching. No, no, and just I so you know. no, and <laughs> I I absolutely understand that, and I absolutely understand people who don't want to watch it, and yeah, I I think it kind of fell under my radar because of an article I had read about it a few years ago, that was very very angry at the parents, and I do understand that because they did do some very dumb things. I mean, honestly, that's the only way to, to put it is they did some incredibly stupid things and they did do some things that were self-serving, but at the same time, at the same time, they they were victims too. And so I don't agree obviously with all of the decisions that they made for and choices that they made in their encounters with this person. But again, at the same time, it's like, an abusive relationship, you know, where people are always like, well, why couldn't you just leave? Why couldn't you just leave? And, and, yeah. and, and at the same time, it's like, you don't, you don't understand. I, I couldn't just leave. I, just, I could, <laughs> but I couldn't. So, um, I think, I think it's, 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 it's an interesting study of human nature in that someone like that was able to manipulate an entire family and honestly make the entire family victims, um, of course, you know, when something like that happens, it affects an entire family. Absolutely. But he he victimized everyone. And just a total, total piece of shit uh, excuse for, for a human being and uh, horrifying that they exist. Okay. So, yeah, let's crack on. Okay, okay. Let's crack on. So, you saw that thing called... Uh, Abducted on in plain sight, right? Yes. Want to hear what I heard? Yes. What I, what I saw? I want to see. I want, I want to know. I want to know. So here's the thing. I have been obsessing over a new game show. And it's a new game show to me, but it's actually kind of a new game show because I think the first season started sometime in April this year. One of my favorite British presenters is Claudia Winkleman. I think she is 
absolutely beautiful. And she has a really incredible sense of humor. And of course, I became familiar with Claudia Winkleman by watching shows like, you know, QI, Would I Lie to You? You know, she, she's always a panelist in some of the shows. And uh, she's got this distinct jet black hair and with a with a very distinct bang. I think she's had that, that same bang, the fringes in front of her, her forehead for years. In fact, she herself has said that she didn't think she would have a career if she, if she you know, took off the bang. That's how much of her signature look the bangs are. And she is hosting for Channel 4, I believe. I think it's Channel 4. A show called One Question. And as you know, I love quiz shows. But this one is different because it pays £100,000 if you just answer one question. Wow. Sounds easy. Sounds easy, right? No. <laughs> it's, it sounds easy. Come on. It sounds easy, right? <laughs> I mean, assuming you have to answer the question correctly, no, it doesn't sound easy to me at all. <laughs> exactly. Right. Right. So, but here's the catch, though. The catch is that you will be asked 20 questions. 19 of them are the wrong answer. And you just have to answer the right one. Uh, right? That's that's the catch. Uh, the thing is, sometimes the, the questions aren't even difficult. Okay. For instance, a question could be, like I saw one of the episodes that was, what happened in the year 2000? Right? And then there's 19 wrong answers about that. And there's the one question that is right. Now, it doesn't necessarily have to be something that was a world, a world event, because, of course, you would remember that. It's going to be something a bit of obscure, but it happened in that year. And, of course, if you know you, you know, if you're somebody who has a lot of knowledge about shit that don't matter, you probably will know that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that is the gist of the show, and I freaking love it. So far, I've seen four or five or six episodes no one has won the 100,000 because then again it gives you options like I can give you a clue for such amount of money it's gonna take 10,000 away from your money I can you know eliminate a couple of them a couple of the answers for you and then you know what I mean yeah so the most I've seen anybody win so far is like 65,000 okay which is still a bunch of money yeah but no one has won as of yet and as of this moment, me watching, because the season is over, but as of yet, no one I've seen has won the 1,000, the 100,000 uh, pound. I, I, I like the premise of this. I like the premise of it. What's the name of it again? What's the name of it again? One question. One question. And where is one where is question. it? Where can you find it? I can tell you it's not on Breadbox. Okay. It's not. Gotcha. Um, so you'd have to look for it on Cody. Okay. All right, Jojo, shall we crack on then? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so would you, Jojo, uh, give our listeners a bit of of a synopsis of A League of Their Own and, of course, the parallels, if you would, between A League of Their Own, the series, versus A League of Their Own, the classic movie of the 90s? 
I will do my best. <laughs> <laughs> Get on going now. So A League of Their Own, it's a series streaming on Prime Video. There's eight episodes. It is based on the movie that is now 30 years old called A League of Their Own by Penny Marshall, starring Donna and Gina Davis and Rosie O'Donnell. And this has been billed as sort of an expansion of the universe of A League of Their Own. So some of it is a retelling or an attempt at a retelling of some of the, the, the bits of the movie that we know and love. And some of it is just straight coming up with a completely new storyline. But it does revolve around the era of World War II, the All-American Professional Women's Baseball League. And it follows the story of the team, the Peaches, and it's kind of their interpersonal dynamic and issues and takes things kind of in a different direction than than the movie probably did but yeah i think i think that's the best i can come up with right so from the very beginning i was saying that you know i i'm okay with this series but i probably would be more okay with it if they didn't decide to call it a league of their own because i i don't think that it it, it actually i think it watered down the essence of of the movie somebody had an idea of how to better explain or how to better make a league of their own, if you would. And it seems to me that they thought, if I had the opportunity to make the league of their own back when Penny Marshall was making, this would be the story. Yeah. And decided, I'm going to pitch that and I'm going to make my own version of a league of their own. That's fine. But I think also that should be uh, may be advised <laughs> from the very beginning because this is not it. So if you love A League of Their Own, the movie, it's important that you go into watching this one, the series, with an open mind. Because if you go with the same expectations that I went, you probably are going to watch the first two episodes and decide, this is not for me. This is not what I came here for. But this is one show that you need to give a chance to because it ends up being, it's, it's, it's very slow developing stories, but it ends up being actually, there's some meat and bones here. And it ends up being quite, a, as Jojo puts it, a sweet show. And I'm kind of like looking forward to a second season. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I am too. Yeah, and and I agree with you. I don't I don't think it quite captures the and I know this is cliche, but I don't think it quite captures the magic of of the ninety two movie because that was just special. And if you go in expecting that, you are absolutely going to be disappointed because it's just not there. And that's really not anything bad to say about this series. I just don't think that that is the kind of thing you can capture again. And honestly, I think this this would have been served better if it just didn't have anything to do with any sort of proposed ties to the movie Illegal Their Own. Yeah. At all. I think I think if there had been sorts if 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 it had just been its own thing, I think it would have been better received, honestly. And I think it would have been better reviewed and I think it would have had different expectations. And um I think it could have even in some ways maybe been called, you know, um, you know, more 
of a groundbreaking type thing, then then it then it's more of a, a I don't know. It's 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 not it's not the movie. <laughs> right. And and for me, if they were going to keep the name and said and and put a league of their own reimagined, yo, I'm fine with that because with that I would go into it thinking, okay, I'm not expecting that it's going to have a lot to do with what Penny Marshall did back in the the 90s. And I want to see, I would be looking forward to seeing what the reimagined version of it is. Yeah. But I think the disappointing thing here is we talked about a league of their own and you weren't expecting a league of their own. And that's not necessarily what you get. I mean, you see some familiar characters and you can determine, okay, oh, this is the one that Gina Davis played. This is the one. And by the way, like I said, it, this is not a bad show. I, no. I, I actually thought the first four episodes that I th- I saw, I thought that I wasn't going to be kind to this show. I remember I said that to my wife last night. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not feeling the show. But it was because of that disappointment of this is, this is not what I signed up for. Right. But but again, this is the kind of thing that you have to give a, a chance to. You have to l- just let it let it roll and then you start like, oh, oh, okay. I think I can accept that. In your view, Jojo, what exactly are those things that sort of differ from 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 the movie versus the show? I I I think the movie was a lot funnier <laughs> there was a, a, a more of a comedy aspect to it and it was it was just sort of the chemistry of the the cast together and the idea of because I, you know having seen the movie i had no idea that there was women's baseball league i, I didn't know any of this stuff existed um, That's true. So that was all new to me. So when I saw the movie, it was like, you know, a, a, an, an introduction, introduction to a whole new world. I had no idea this stuff was going on during World War II. True. So I, I, I think that there was kind of the element of the newness of it, of, of learning new things. And then the, the direction, of course, of Penny Marshall and how, how just she could make magic movie magic out out of out of thin air and it has my my quibbles or unhappiness with this series have absolutely nothing to do i feel like i need to make clear just to get clear of the air or whatever have nothing to do with the 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 lbgqt plus storyline that's going on in in the the series like it's it's nothing to do with that like I, I i have no problem with that being introduced into this i have no problem with i'm not being a sexual prude or anything like that but that's that's not really what the movie was necessarily about it was more about becoming a a finding your own in in a man's world being a woman in a man's world and coming into this world that had been completely dominated and completely run and and from every aspect 
And then, you know, all the men are gone during World War II, and then women are doing things that they've never had the opportunity to do before. So there's, there's, a, there's, there's a really strong feminism vibe in the movie that isn't so much in the series. And, and I, 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 I'm going to assume that part of that is because 30 years ago when A League of Their Own was made, feminism was more, the more quote unquote, the more uh, the talking point than, pressing than issue, the uh, more pressing issue. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Then, then the, the issue of, of queer today. But at the same time, I think feminism is something that is, you know, until the patriarchy is gone, feminism is always going to matter. Oh, absolutely. So to me, that was the message of A League of Their Own in the movie. It was about feminism and about finding yourself and about understanding that you are just as good as, if not better, than your male counterpart. And this series is about something completely different. It touches yes. on it. It touches on it, but it's about it, something completely different. It does. It does touch. But I think I think the feminism part of it actually takes sort of like a, a backseat. Backseat. Yes, definitely. And, and then and then all of the LGBTQ issues come to the front. And we, I, Jojo, we don't have a problem with that at all. So no. I think on the other hand that it it didn't have to be that way because. Again, if you are going to do that, tell me from the very beginning that it is a reimagined version of the movie. Yes. And I'm yes. perfectly fine with that. Yes. And I think A League of Their Own, the series, could have been made with all the, the backstories of, of LGBTQ, but still maintaining the essence of A League of Their Own. Because... There are those lines, those storylines that we saw are powerful. You know, mm -hmm. Uncle Bird for me was was a revelation. Yes. And, yes. And it was a revelation because I have read for the longest time, I have read, especially in in the black community, but the stories of Harlem, <laughs> of blues and jazz female blues and jazz singers in Harlem who would get all dolled up, get on the stage and be the best woman they could be. And as soon as they were done, fucking get on a suit and tie and go to a speakeasy and, and just be a man. <laughs> Do you know yes. what I mean? Yes, yes. And, and, and those stories to me are fucking beautiful because those were people who were living their best life in times that it wasn't legal and it was dangerous. Still, well, as dangerous as it is today, perhaps, but it was, it was, a, 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 it was a time that, that yes, <laughs> you could be put away for years for doing such a thing. You could lose absolutely everything, including your life, legally. Exactly. But then in this story, we see Bird, actually, who, well, she's not an artist of any kind. She's not involved in, in the arts, decided, I'm going to do this. I'm going to live my life in my own hometown. You know, of course, it's going to be in the shadows. <laughs> yes, but still... She went to places, or he went to places with 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 his partner, and was respected and received as a man. 
Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For me, that was that was a refreshing thing to see because in my view, in my mind, the people that did that back in the day were the people who were somewhat famous and could get away with it. So to see that in a regular old Joe, that to me was a powerful story. Yes, I agree. You know, I agree. So so there are there are things in this series that not only do we learn, but it, it tells us that life went on for the LGBT community uh, community back in those days, despite all of the difficulties and the fucking hatred and bigotry and all of that. They found a way to make themselves as happy as one could be, as to live their life as happily and as non-conformist as one could be. That story is powerful. Agreed. But it's still not a league of their own. Agreed. And that's that's where I'm going. Agreed. Right? Yeah. Yep. I completely agree. Yeah. I I uh I, I think that that's a fantastic story to tell. And there's there's I mean there there's again, there's a lot of fantastic stories in this series and it it and, and I am looking forward to a second series, but it I I really wish that they had named it something different or or had just gone with a completely different premise. And I don't know if they decided to call it a league of their own just so that they were like, oh, well, we'll get people to watch it. But the, I don't I don't know. I don't I don't know that the folks that the, would be watching it would be kind to this series. You know the the diehard a league of their own fans. I don't know that they would be kind to the TV series. Yeah, and and the other thing is that so you have a lot of people who, um, back in the day, even though they couldn't care less that you know women made history playing baseball during World War Two, but it was a ba- it was a movie about baseball. Mm, yes, 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 yes. You're completely right. So they you went are for that. Right. It was a movie about baseball, and and let me go watch it. It doesn't matter. It's a movie. It's a story about baseball. Yeah, that's true. A sports and, movie. Yeah, yeah. And this time around, there they probably are not going to be, and I'm talking about people who were, you know, in their, let's let's call it what it is. People who were maybe I don't know in their. 40s and 50s back then, if they're still around, they're going to see this and be like, this is not it. (laughs) That's not what it is. But at the same time, I'm not sure that it was made for them. (laughs) The series was made for them either. True. I'm not sure that's the demographic that that the series is trying to appeal to. Um, But I cannot stress enough how fantastic this series is and again i'm looking forward to a second series but my only only problem with it is the fact that they could have called it something else yeah 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 absolutely like uh, as you said a league of their own reimagined or um you know i don't know a new league of their own (laughs) something along those lines but but yeah, that it's kind of gives a false impression, and uh, and like I said, if they were trying to capitalize on the name and call people in because of the name, like 
I don't know. There's a there's a a, <laughs> a person who uh, who left a a a comment about the TV series who was a big fan of the movie, and I and I won't say where or anything else about them other than they are talking about that there's too much profanity in it and that, you know, there's too much nakedness and there's too much this and there's too much that, and, you know, it's nothing at all like the movie. And, and, and so to me, I'm like, that's kind of the fans of the movies, the, yeah. you know, the Uber fan is, is going to be offended and not be able to get past the fact that, you know, they do say the F word a lot and, you know, there's, there's other things that happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But again, it was a movie in a different time. There's another thing that you mentioned that you said that I, I actually think, I didn't think about it, but but now that you've said it, it dawned on me that, yeah, this wasn't funny. And A League of Their Own, the movie, was funny. And they tried to make some jokes here. They tried to make it funny. They tried. There are some actors there that are actual stand-up comedians or, or com comedian actors. Yes. And they had the funny lines and they have the funny stories, but still you couldn't find it in you to see it as funny because it wasn't funny. Some of the, the, the storylines that they intended to be funny was, for instance, the little Cuban girl, you know, deal with learning English, trying to learn English and blah, blah, blah. The Jewish girl was supposed to be funny with being a hypochondriac and shit. I couldn't find that funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it, I know this is billed as a comedy series, but I, I just don't see it as a comedy series. I see it as, as a more of a drama with some comedic elements. But, but to me, A League of Their Own was always a comedy with some dramatic elements. It was, yes. it was the other yeah. way around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, there were there were some people there that, given the right materials, they could have been funny. Mm -hmm. But you know, I always found we're going to talk about the cast a bit, but you uh, know, in a bit. But I also felt like Kate Berlant as Shirley Cohen was a little bit too too much, like over dramatic, and and I wasn't buying the hypochondriac over tense Jewish girl, <laughs> you know, I, I wasn't buying it. It just felt like a caricature. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, do you know what lines I found like were funny? The, the situations at the salon, at Max's mother's salon, those black ladies going at, at each other, bantering that, that was funny. That came out like really, really funny. Like yeah. the way they take on each other, and I'm like, this this is something organic that, that happens. And so it's just a recreation of a situation that goes on. Do you know what I mean? But in the places where they intended it to be funny, they wrote it to be funny. The the, the actors did not have enough of it to make it funny. No, no. Or the director didn't understand comedy or, yeah, it just, yeah. It did. It fell flat for me. The parts that were supposed to be funny, and and as you said, some of it was maybe a little offensive. Yes, yes. Let, let's go to the cast. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really we don't have much to to talk about uh, in terms of the show. If you just joined this podcast, 
and you don't understand the way we are approaching this is that we liked it. Yes. We think it has potential. Yes. It is a good show to watch. It is particularly Graham, myself, I'm looking forward to the next season because I want to see what goes on with, with Max. And I have to believe that Max at some point makes it into the peaches. <laughs> you know, I'm obsessed with Joe DeLuca's uh, character. I freaking love Melanie Field, like seriously. <laughs> and Roberta Colindres also I find absolutely charming. But, you know, uh, it's not the League of Their Own. It's not yeah. the League of Their Own. That's, that's, that's all we're saying. Yep, that's it. If you're going in expecting the movie, you will be disappointed. But if you go in just expecting, I don't know, kind of a 1940s take on on queerness, then that's probably more, <laughs> more yeah. accurate. Exactly. So what do you think of uh, Abby Jacobson as Carson Shaw? She, for whatever reason, she wasn't quite what I was expecting. She was good, but she wasn't. I I am not explaining it very well, but she was just not quite what I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, I I love Abby Jacobson. I just don't think she was that. Yeah, I I couldn't buy her as a baseball player slash wife and all of that like. I I couldn't. Yeah, know. yeah, I I I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, I would have swapped her with Darcy Carden actually. Darcy Carden is fabulous. I would have swapped her with Darcy Carden for that character for Carson Shaw. Yeah. I would have swapped her as Darcy uh, for Darcy Carden, uh, whom we are going to talk about now. Darcy Carden is freaking fantastic. And she had very little to work with, but she fucking worked it. Yes. You know? Yes. Uh, she. I felt like she was the one acting, really. <laughs> Her and Shante Adams were acting. Yes, I agree. Yes, yeah. I agree. I agree. And it's, uh, I don't know, it's it's kind of like a, a loss, I guess, because, you know, she's she's so funny, like, in... in the Good Place, for yes. example. <laughs> yes, yes. She's yes. a fantastic comedic actress, and yes. and um, I mean, and just actress, but and she she was very very good in this, and uh, I I love the way she played her character, but um, but yeah. You know, I've I've always I've always thought of Darcy Carden as such a a classic beauty, like like she looks like somebody right out of the nineteen. 19- 20 Hollywood and I keep asking myself like what's her what's her deal what's her background who could you know what I mean yeah how is that like you know and I started reading a bit more on her and she is of Turkish descent oh okay her dad is Turkish okay right and that's Mediterranean beauty for you right there. Yeah, she's she is an incredibly beautiful she, woman. Absolutely different stuff, man. Yeah. But but still there is there's still something about her that is too much. Like she's so beautifully classic. 
I don't know if I'm using the right word. It's just like when I see her, I see her in black and white Hollywood. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, she 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 looks like she she she's, she's a very classical beauty. She looks like she comes from another time. Yes. And yes. um she she definitely fit in with the the 1940s production aesthetic, you know, yes. with the hair and the nails and the clothes and and everything's but um but yes, yeah, she's 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 I agree with you. She's incredibly lovely to look at and incredibly talented. And uh I I enjoyed the heck out of her performance in this. Yes, yes, absolutely. Loved 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 Shante Adams here as Max. Shantae is fantastic. <laughs> Love her hair. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Whatever she did with the hair, she was like, "Yeah, you're here." Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. and uh, she, she's, she, I've, she, she hasn't been in very much that, and I'm actually, I'm not sure that I've seen anything that she's been in. But she, she was very good in this, and very. She reminded me. And, and speaking of, of classic Hollywood, but there's there's a lot of scenes of, of her and the way she moves and the way she walks and she's getting onto a bus and she gets on the bus and she reminds me so much of the movements of Rita Hayworth from the 40s actress. And I just was was fascinated with how much she captured the era so beautifully, yes. like the beautiful parts of the, of yes. the 40s. And, yes. and so well, like she was just so effortlessly gorgeous and, and, and just, just the way she moved and everything. I, I, I was, I was, she's very glamorous. I, I don't know if that's the right yeah, word, but, yeah, but glamorous, yeah. glamour without, uh, the, the, you know, all the makeup or the, the really, right. really, really teased right. hair or the, yes. or the really, just, just naturally glamorous, yes. like yes. just, just walked in and you're like, oh, wow, that's a lovely person. It's exactly, it's something in the, it, it, it's, it's just a feeling. Yeah. You know, like she doesn't, she, she could freaking be on sandals and shorts or whatever. Yeah. And you can still feel the class, the glamour and. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Shante Adams is an absolutely beautiful actress. And she is a fantastic actress. Marvelous. Marvelous. She has to her credit, uh Roxanne Roxanne. I think she won the Sundance special whatever um award is given to best actress. Okay. Yeah. And uh a journal for Jordan that was from twenty twenty one. I don't know what that's all about. In 2020, she was on The Photograph. But, you know, I think her breakaway role is going to be a league of their own as Max. And I'm really looking forward to seeing more of her in here. Because she was she made this show, to be honest with you. Her, I agree. Uh, Darcy Carden, uh, I, I believe. And, and again, I'm just, there's a couple of people here that, that, are, that we have to talk about. Kipemisola Ikumelo. As clans, the best friend of uh, of Max, <laughs> she is a BAFTA-winning actress, man. <laughs> no, I mean, can we find her something more spectacular to do? But and I love this character because I love that she's a creator, mm -hmm. and yes. I feel like she's she's on the way to on her way to breaking out. 
Yes. I, I feel like I feel like her story is about to be told here. Yes. She's going to make it in in her field of comic book and graphic novels and, and things like that. She doesn't believe it. She doesn't see it coming. <laughs> but you know she's good. You know she's good. Yeah. It is beautiful. Beautiful character here. I liked it. Yeah. Um what did you think of Kelly McCormack? Canada. She was uh, I don't know how much she was given with her yeah. character, honestly, to work with. I think she did the best with what she had, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I feel like she could have been given more. She could yeah. have been more more of a presence here. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And you know, maybe if they get a second season that'll be something that happens. But but yeah, it was just I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I would have. Wa I wanted more from from Jess. I wanted more from Jess. Uh, Roberta Colindres uh, as Lupe. Roberta Colindres is a tremendous actress, and it's a shame that I only gave her a little bit. But she had a moment there. She had some moments, but she had a moment there when she was only her on screen with uh, Priscilla Delgado. Easy. Wow, I felt that, and I'm like. See, this is what I'm talking about. This show could be something of its own, you know, because I, I too was was curious as to why exactly is she so distant. You know, there were only three Spanish-speaking, well, two Hispanics and three Spanish-speaking persons here, if you count Jess and Izzy was the the little one, the, the young one. She she was a teenager in the midst of a bunch of grown-ass women who had their own lives. So she was feeling alone. And she couldn't get attention from Lupe until Lupe told us why. Yeah. And boy, that was a moment. Yeah. That was a moment. Melanie Field as Joe DeLuca... We all know. I, I didn't think that it could be somebody that could play this character. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I didn't think there could be somebody else that could play it because that's that's Rosie O'Donnell's character, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, speaking of Rosie O'Donnell, nice cameo. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> nice cameo. Yes. Unexpected. Was like was here. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So yeah, Jojo, who else do you got? Um, you know, of course we had uh, Nick Offerman and stuff, Porter. So <laughs> it was it was kind of funny, and um, you know there was uh, let's see, I'm trying to see who else was in there. That it's it it's a good cast. It's a very large cast. Yeah, it is. Patrick um, J. Adams. Yes. As Charlie. Yes. Yeah. You know. My boy from Suits. Yes. There were a lot of Canadians here, too. <laughs> yes. Yes. There were quite a few Canadians. Yeah, but Yeah. So there's that. Let's see. There was somebody else, but I'm not sure who it was. It's gone poof. Molly Ephraim, Mabel Fox. She's, uh, she was uh, the one of the daughters on Last Man Standing with uh, Tim... Oh, do you remember that sitcom? 
Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, she, I do. She was here. Uh, yeah. Looked like she was on Brockmire too. She was on Brockmire. Yeah. Um, Dale Dickey as Beverly, Miss Bev, the the chaperone. Yeah. <laughs> I love Miss Bev. It was like, ladies, no pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she she was. Um, I remember her from um, Winter's Bone. She's she's very good at these sort of rough. I don't know, strong but rough characters. She's, yeah, she's she's good. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, Saida Arika Ekulona was Miss Tony, the scary Miss Tony, the mother of Maxine. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, I don't think she was that scary. I just think, <laughs> you know, I think she just, uh, she was a black mama. No yes. nonsense black mama like like we all had. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, but again, we all scared of our parents, you know. It's just funny when our friends are scared of her parents because our friends always loved our parents and we were like, no, she's not that <laughs> sweet. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. That's my mom. She's that. not yeah. sweet. She's <laughs> not sweet. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah. So it was funny to me that that uh, your uh, clans was so Clans. scared of this story. <laughs> Yeah, the little dinner scene. She's like, oh, she's in there by herself? Does she look mad? Yeah, <laughs> she needs help yeah. in the kitchen alone? <laughs> yeah. um, I don't have the actor The actor who played Uncle Bertie. Uh, um, Leah Robinson? Yes. Fantastic. Fantastic actor. Uh, lovely, lovely, lovely... Uh, he had moments with with the niece that I felt, you know what I mean? Yeah. In moments where, she, where, where, where Max was needing a voice, you know, and uh, that was great. Yeah. That felt like uncle for real. Like, it was an <laughs> uncle-niece relationship for real. Like, you yeah. know, when you get to Colorado, call this person, tell them it was me. Yeah. You know, tell yeah. them you with me. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, yep, that's, that's an uncle. That's what we do, man. <laughs> like, oh, you're going to go to the... Okay. Find so-and-so and tell them I sing. Yeah. <laughs> so, in conclusion, Jojo, I think uh, if anybody has been listening, we, <laughs> we, we, we're actually fans of this show. Yes. We just don't want it to be called A League of the Horn, is it? Yes. That's it, exactly. <laughs> so with that, we are going to call it a day, Jojo, right? Yes. It's been fun. We recommend that you watch this show. Just uh, be, have an open mind and, and go go to it, not expecting what we were expecting, and you'll be surprised. Yes, agreed. Agreed. <laughs> and we want you to go find us on social media. We are kicking and streaming podcasts underscore Kicking and streaming underscore podcast, right? Yes. That's on Instagram. You'll find Jojo on Instagram as KNS co host. KNS co host. She doesn't post anything on KNS co host, by the way. <laughs> no. 
doesn't promote the show or anything like that. But she's giving us girls just in case you're looking for her on Instagram. We'll do yeah. that. <laughs> And uh, you can go to kickinandstreamingpodcast.com to find every single detail you want to find about this show. But for now, for me, for Jojo, we're calling it a day. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Kicking and Streaming Podcast. If you found value in our content, please subscribe and share. We would also be delighted to hear what you think of this podcast. So please rate us by writing a quick review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all major social media platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. Join the conversation happening today on our Facebook group.